Blog Talk Radio. connect to your soul, health, and wellness. Tune in as she brings messages, guidance, and clarity into your life. Hey guys, and welcome to Get Into It with Tina Conroy. I am your host on Blog Talk Radio. Always so grateful to be with all of you. If you are listening live, hello, and if you are listening later on the recording, hello as well. Today is November 23rd, the day before Thanksgiving, and don't we all have so much to be grateful for? This is always a time of the year that if you find me in my yoga classes, my Reiki sessions, my coaching sessions, that we talk a lot about the heart, the heart center and things from the heart, how we connect to our heart center. Maybe you've joined me in a yoga class and we've done some heart opening, some back bends maybe as a Reiki circle and a gratitude circle that I even did today, reaching out to the universe and spirit and being grateful for all our many blessings. So as we join today, we are fully, fully grateful for all that we have. I would like to share with you from a very special author of mine, from the book of Awakening by Mark Nepo. And he talks about the kinship of gratitude He says, the simplest and deepest way to make who we are at one with the world is through the kinship of gratitude. Nothing brings the world of spirit and earth together more quickly. To be grateful means giving thanks for more than just things we want, but also for the things that surmount our pride and stubbornness. He goes on to say, and he talks about his journey, that sometimes the things that we've wanted and worked for and actually have received, and sometimes they're so difficult when they haven't worked out, but we keep persevering. Shouldn't we just give thanks for the mystery of it all, bring everything and everyone closer, and the way the stream of water flows to us? So take a chance, he says, and openly give thanks, even if you're not sure what for, and feel the plentitude of all that is living brush up against your heart. Keep your heart open. He goes on to say in this book, also of awakening, as you meditate and you connect, connect on your heart center. Breathe deeply and lower any walls of resistance. Offer in gratitude. Inhale gratitude and exhale what remains in the way. So let's do that together now. If we just take a moment, take a nice, long, slow, deep breath in. Let go of your day, your morning, or wherever you are in your day, and bring in that feeling of gratitude where you are right now in this present moment. 
If you feel inspired, bring your hands to your heart center and breathe in love and compassion and breathe out. And on today's show, we call in all the blessings and support for spirit around us. We ask for many blessings for all. Feel free to place any special intention that you may have. Take another deep breath in and exhale away. And then slowly, as you come back to the room, just connect again to your center, to your place of peace, and again, to family, friends, loved ones, and of course, gratitude. Well, I am also very grateful for all of you, for all my listeners. I am going on about two years in the show and two years to the prior show, and I just love being able to connect with community. I also have been building a greater community at large and want to share with you that that happens over on the Facebook group page. It's the same name as the show, Get Into It, Tina Conroy, and we have a lot of fun. So if you're looking for a larger community, find me on Facebook. You can search me. And we have a lot of fun there. It's all spiritual-minded people, inspirational people. We talk about intuition, many, many different things. Um, We have on Friday, I have a live at five Facebook. So I do a Facebook live where there is interaction and there's intuitive guidance and reading, and it's a lot of fun. So go ahead and join that group, and I will delightfully invite you in. So before I bring on my most amazing guest, I want to just share two announcements with you. If you're in the New York area, on December 11th, from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. in Roslyn, New York, at Practice Body, Mind, Soul, I will be hosting a restorative yoga, Reiki, and essential oil workshop. I'm combining all my loves together for two hours. And as we say, it is not selfish to have self-care. So allow yourself to gift yourself this beautiful holiday season on that day, December 11th, 2 to 4. And if you're interested in in the area, you can contact me, Tina Conroy, 111 at gmail.com, or the local number, 5158-3095 to register. This will fill quickly, so I would love to see you. And then I would like to invite, have an invitation to invite you all to my 90-day spiritual mentorship program. If you're looking to take the next step, if your career is waxing and waning and maybe you want something else part-time and you'd like to move into more spiritual practices, this may be the program for you. I am taking applications at this time, and you can email me again, tinaconroy111 at gmail.com, for an application and for a conversation that I would love to have with you. Well, without further ado, I would love to share my beautiful guest. So my beautiful guest and author, Jewel Siebert. Jewel Siebert is an international best-selling author transformational speaker, and success coach. She helps her clients to actually enjoy the lives they work so hard to create. Jewel lives in Austin with her husband and daughter and has a borderline addiction to parks and recreation. You can reach Jewel at jewelsiebert.com. She's also on social media, on Facebook, and the other platforms. And she's been waiting patiently, and I cannot wait to get her on. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tina, and thank you so much for having me, and thank you for that really great 
gratitude centering. That was beautiful. Oh, I'm so glad that we got to connect, and I am so delighted to have you on, and there's so many things going on and brewing in your part of the woods, so we have so much to share and talk about, and um, I know that we fall the day before Thanksgiving, and just kind of reading your bio and, and learning a little bit about you, it's truly about, you know, things from the heart, listening to the heart center, and as you've transformed your life and moved into the life of your dreams and living joyfully. So I would love to share that with the listeners. Thank you. So as we begin, I'd like to always start with, tell us a little bit about yourself as a young girl. We'd like to bring that storyline up to present day. <laughs> Me yeah. as a young girl, I was, I was very um, artsy, I guess. You know, I like to color, play with sidewalk chalk. I like to play pretend. I mean, I had a fabulous imaginary friend who was always with me. <laughs> and uh, I like to play with my cousins. Yeah, I think I had a lot of fun as a kid. It was a lot of fun. And I I grew up wanting to be a marine biologist like Jacques Cousteau. That was my, that was my dream when I was younger. I used to love that show. That's so funny. I haven't thought about that <laughs> or that show in a long time. But you just brought back this amazing memory, and I can just see him on, like, the edge of the boat with his goggle or mask on and his flippers. And, you know, my sister and I, I have a younger sister. I have two younger sisters, but my sister, who's youngest to me, we would watch that show all the time. And <laughs> that is, that's a phenomenal memory. That's bringing me way back. So that sounds like, it sounds like a lot of play and a lot of imagination and also a lot of exploration. So I always think of Jack Cousteau yeah. as explorative and the unknown. So, and you said you had an imaginary friend and liked to explore and, and also a lot of fun. So, and that carried you through, take us a little further on. So that took you through as you got older, did that play out further along in your life? Yeah, I gave up on the I actually gave up on the marine biology dream when I decided to go to college because um, that's kind of when I was applying for colleges, I was looking at marine biology schools, but they were all so expensive. And I had a lot of money beliefs built up. You know, I thought you had to work really hard. I was afraid of not having enough money. I was afraid of going into debt and that's when I gave up on the marine biology part. Um, now, looking back, I'm like, yeah, that probably wasn't the right pick for me anyways, but it was kind of crushing in the moment for me. So that was that was when that shifted for me. Right. Just the belief of money. I guess, you know, as we talk about money blocks and um, uh, we talked a lot about money this past weekend. So I know um, you weren't at our retreat, but we talked a lot about money and money has a lot of not only blocks, but it brings up a lot of emotions. And, you know, I yes. have similar ones where, you know, this dream that you wanted or this thing that you wanted to, um, you know, happen, that there's this belief again, that you have to work hard or you're going to go in debt or, you know, there even can be these beliefs that you'll be homeless or shelterless. And yes. so, yes. yeah, <laughs> real I mean it's it's really real and and it takes a long time and I know you've worked really hard on that and and I'm always a work in progress as well to kind of you know 
move past those money blocks to be successful and, and allow the universe to bring it in and, and, you know, share our dream and, and share our worth and all of those things. So, so that was a little crushing, I guess, that you let that go. Yeah. And, but at the same time, that opened up a huge opportunity because um, what I ended up doing was I had gotten a brochure for West Point, the military academy in the mail. And I thought, oh, let's give this a chance, you know. Yeah, it's it's free. That was my number one draw. But you know, then when <laughs> funny, so so terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible, but I mean, that was my that was where I was at the moment. But um, it ended up being a really great opportunity, and I'm so thankful that I had that chance to go there and do that. And it just made a huge impact on my life. You know, it, it definitely made me a stronger person, a more vocal person. And it's funny how things just kind of happen for the right reasons, things you weren't expecting. You know, there's always an opportunity. I believe there's always an opportunity. Now, do you have military in your family? Or were you just Uh, gravitated to this, just kind of out of the blue? uh, My grandfather on my mom's side was in the Army during World War II. But we didn't, you know, it wasn't a big part of his life when I was around. But it was just, uh, it was honest to goodness, I got a letter in the mail, just like the Cadence, Army Cadence says, and I thought, let's give it a go. I had no idea. Tina, I had no clue what I was getting myself into. <laughs> I didn't even want. Oh, right. God. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. It wasn't quite Private Benjamin, but I was pretty clueless at first. <laughs> Oh, that is funny. That is really funny. That Private Benjamin thought. So maybe maybe it was best that you didn't know what you were getting yourself into, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> now, just to kind of circle around, you're not with you're not with the reserves anymore. But are you? You're not active duty, but you still are. Um, are you in the reserves? Are you still in the reserves? Yes, I'm in the Army okay. Reserve. Okay. So that takes a lot of travel and, you know, I would, I would imagine from leaving Austin and. Um, I got to a place, I, I, I don't have to travel that far, actually. It, it's actually pretty nice. You know, I mean, okay. active duty is a big commitment and that's, um, you know, part of the reason why it just wasn't a good fit for me anymore, but the reserves isn't, um, you don't have to travel as much. You do a lot of work from home in between your weekends, but okay. and you have your two weeks a year, but it's much more. It's a really good balance of being able to serve your country that way and having a different life too. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Really nice. So take me to, did you always know that you wanted to write a book? What were you? What was your literary or your dreams as a you know as a as you were growing up or kind of you know gone through West Point? Were you a writer? Were you a journalist? Did you like to read? No, yeah, I love to read. I I read all the time, constantly. Uh, when I was, I've, I've always wanted to write children's storylines, but I never really planned on writing any type of fiction or nonfiction that wasn't a children's book so 
these I've had I've participated in two books so far and those projects just kind of came to me as unexpected opportunities and I mean they were I really believed in the project so um it was instant yeses for me and so you so do you want to talk about the first do you want to go into that a little bit do you want to talk yeah, about yeah yeah delve into the, the new the new book the new literary work yeah my first book was it's a compliment they're both collaborative books so with uh multiple authors and the first one is co-authored with jack canfield chicken soup for the soul success principles um one of my teachers he uh has taught me a lot and especially over these past few years and transitioning into being a coach so it was a book with him and it's called the road to success and these are tips on how to be successful in life. Um, the contributors come from all walks of life and just give their best, their best tips on how to do that. Uh, I talk about being true to yourself and kind of listening to your intuition. And then the second book is Success University for Women in Business. And these, it's the second in the series of books and there'll be more but this is really to help women who either work in the in corporate world or work at home like I do and just helping women figure out how to get into into the market into their business getting a foot in the door how to harmonize or balance their work life how to how to excel you know how to leave a legacy um, so they're both similar in that it's helping people be more successful. It's just two different, I guess, two different takes on the matter. But I really, I felt really drawn to participate in the second one, especially because my mom was, she was a single parent and she worked in uh, corporate America in Detroit. And so I watched as she progressed through the company and as she got more experience and higher, higher uh, jobs, she was very active at mentoring women just coming in and she, you know, she'd take them to clothing stores and help them get clothes for, um, you know, business clothes or teach them how to maneuver office politics and take them to events. And I just really, I watched my mom help women better themselves and better, better their professional lives so they could better their families, you know, do more for their families. And that's always stuck with me. So when I had the opportunity to participate in this book, it really, it really hit home. Like, wow, I can, I can do like my mom did and really hopefully help some women who are trying to better themselves in their career and, you know, do, do something for themselves and their family. So make a long lasting difference. So, and a lot of your work, a lot of your work now, I know you work um, mostly with women. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mostly with women, yeah. And you know, I was reading one of your um, one of your bios, and um, I it kind of struck me. You know, we always we all have a story, and we have many. You know, all of us have many stories. But one of the things I I read that that really struck home for me as a woman and you know children is the story when you just had delivered your daughter. And um, mm. do you want to share that with listeners? Because I felt like that was so raw and vulnerable and 
it's a time where, you know, I have two children, older children now, and it's a time where you're really at this place. And, you know, if you could just share that with them, you know, what, what, cause I feel like that was almost like a precipice perhaps to a huge change in your life. Could you share yeah. that with Elizabeth? Absolutely, Tina. Thank you for asking. Um, at the time, I was still on active duty. My, we were actually in Korea. Uh, my husband and I were in Korea. And, you know, um, the Army is a very great career, and it's, it's, it's done a lot for me in my life. But I was so burned out, and I was stressed. It wasn't, it wasn't working for me anymore. It just wasn't the right choice for me. And I was just living life in a not great place. And um, my daughter was born. And, you know, the nurse gives me this tiny, pink, little, naked, perfect human. And I'm holding her. She just, she gives her to me. And my daughter starts to nurse. And I'm just holding her. And in that moment, I just knew that I, I couldn't settle anymore. You know, it's, it's. I just knew I had to make a change. It was that instantaneous. Because, you know, I had been debating, do I, do I stay in the Army? Do I get out? I don't know. You know, your monkey mind, you have all these different thoughts, fears. I don't know. What do I do? But in that moment, there was, there was nothing else in that world besides there was me and there was my daughter and there was that moment. And I think when you're really – when you're really present in the moment and everything else just becomes quiet. And when you can become quiet, then your intuition speaks up, your heart speaks up and you just know what to do. You can feel it. And that was, that was my moment for me because I just knew that I needed something different. You know, my path was making a big change and I knew that if, if I were if I were not to make a change and continue to be burned out and unhappy and stressed, that it wasn't just about me anymore. You know, yeah. I mean, my husband and I, we could work. You know, it wouldn't affect him, and he's an adult. You know, my, my feelings affect him the way it affects an adult. But uh, as a child, as my child, she would be greatly affected by whatever I'm feeling. And I just knew that I needed to set a good, good example for her. I needed to, to show her that you didn't have to settle. You don't have to have an either or kind of life. You can be, you can have a fulfilling home life. You can be well rested. You can be successful in a job. And so, yeah, that was absolutely uh, the turning point in my life. Hands down. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, and that's, you know, it's that moment where, like you said, it's like kind of all quiet and it comes in so peacefully and so present. And then, and then, then there's the action like, oh man, what did I just say I was going to do? But <laughs> yeah, do, right? it's, sort of, it's sort of like, you know, you, you hear the story and it's like, oh, you know, the angels are singing and the, the clouds are parting and then you have to take action and then you have to resign and then you have to, you know, do all, do all the things that you have to do. But it is true. It comes with that first place. It comes with that connection and you talk so much about you know living joyfully and living from your heart center and allowing yourself to have this and I can imagine that that story 
you know, in around itself has helped so many women because so many women may have had that and they may not have the support or maybe they didn't listen to the intuition or, you know, there, there's so many things and mm-hmm. you're able to, yeah, you're able to guide them along. So I know you do so much uh, transformational work with, with women and in, you know, coaching them and, you know, working with them and, you know, tapping with them and things like that. So how, you know, how, how challenging that was, but obviously what a gift that was. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head. You have like the moment with the angel choir singing and then it's like, holy crap, now I have to make this work, you know? Right, <laughs> Cause exactly. It, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows from that point on, for yeah. sure. You know, I, I didn't have a clue. I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do, but, you know, you figure it out. And I was lucky enough to find some mentors um, who really, really, gosh, they, they played a huge role in helping me find my gifts and what I love to do and really my purpose. And now I just, I want to give that gift to other women so that, you know, they don't have to, they don't have to struggle and feel lost. And you know, it can, it can be scary, especially, I mean, if you, it's scary enough when you're on your own, but then when you have family depending on you too, it just ups the ante that much more. Right. Exactly. So when did, what was your next, I mean, I know there were probably a lot of steps along the way, but when you made that decision and you you found yourself, you know, working for yourself and kind of building your own brand and building your own business. And, and you said you had great support around you. So you dove into that. Um, I know you do a lot of tapping. And I know for the, a lot of the listeners, they do know what tapping is, um, EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. Did that help you along? Like what, what little tools got you, you know, I know you do that for your clients. So was that, you know, what were some of the things that kind of helped you to create the confidence? Because you had the thought now and you had the intuition, but now you had to act on it. So sometimes it's more than just, you know, physical action. It's like comes from within. So was that one of the things or, you know, maybe that didn't come right away? What tools did you use? Yeah, that was one of the things, but it did not come right away. Uh, I spent, I mean, it was, I'd say there were, months before I knew what I was going to do, before I learned about tapping, I mean, it was, it was some time. Like I was still on active duty for six months because it's not like you can just say, okay, I'm done. Uh, you know, you have to process, process everything. But uh, during that time, I just, I didn't know. So I was doing a lot of self-help work. I was reading a lot of books about, you know, life purpose. So I'd say reading, reading can help. Um, you know, one thing I did is I failed a lot. I failed. I tried a couple of different businesses, uh, selling physical products and then um, doing some other online stuff and invested money in it and tried to make it work and failed miserably both times. I mean, yeah, it wasn't pretty. And then I just happened across uh, – the transformational work, I said, well, let's try this. Let's try some transformational work. If nothing else, it'll, you know, I went in with the purpose of becoming a better, better mother and a better wife and a better friend, you know, a happier woman. And that's when I actually learned the tools to help me, to help me get through this. That's when I learned tapping, uh, meditation. And 
I always tell my clients, meditation is not just for cross-legged yogis on mountaintops. It is, <laughs> it's easy. It doesn't take long. It's, there are so many different techniques. If you've tried one, try another one. You know, I mean, try it on a different day. I think meditation is the biggest thing, the biggest change, or um, the biggest change factor in my life. That has been amazing. And uh, another tool that has really worked for me is cleaning up messes and incomplete. Um, and I know, I know, uh, we're cause we're in the same group, you know. I know you do this too. Um, <laughs> cleaning up those little things that are hanging over your head, like that squeaky door, that inbox full of 30,000 emails or however many, you know, just knocking out those little things really makes a big difference on your mental well-being and your your confidence, being able to tackle the world and your focus. Yeah, I say messes and incompletes, meditation and tapping, absolutely three of my favorite tools and, and failing. Failing and surviving. <laughs> not that wow. people go out and fail, but, you know, don't be afraid of it because it's not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so funny because, and for all the listeners, um, it, it, Jewel and I share the same coach, Pamela Bruner, Make Your Success Real, and we are in the biz club. It's a year-long or more uh, club, and we had a retreat over the weekend, and although Jewel can be there because she was at her coaching certification we talk a lot about this and Pamela's been a huge, huge plus the other coaches um, inspiration for me and the transformational journey. And um, I'm actually laughing because you weren't there over the weekend, but one of the things we had to talk about um, in this transformation is things that we uh, are coping mechanism and what we're going to do to change. So I'll share it with you and it may make sense. Mm. Context is my coping mechanism is to be perfect is to have perfection and I always, you know, when I don't understand something, when things are too difficult, I get very frustrated. And it could be technical things. Like before, earlier when we were talking on the phone, we had a little technical and then we were okay. But things that are difficult for me to understand, I get frustrated because I want it to be perfect. So if my coping mm-hmm. mechanism is perfect, how will I change that? And that was the willingness to fail. So the whole weekend I kept you know, kept sharing that with Pamela and she was like, that's it, that's it. You know, the willing, you know, pretty much if you have the willingness to fail, it's good. It's a good thing because yeah, you have to, fail to succeed. And so you keep saying this and I'm like, oh, this is such a message. So I had to share that with you. <laughs> I it love it. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it always comes back around, doesn't it? So oh, it does. But I want to go into this book and, and the chapter that you uh, collaborated on Success University for Women in Business. And just for all of you listening, it is available on Amazon. Um, you talk a little bit about, I want to just, you talk a little bit about in your chapter, um, you know, a little bit of your experiences and things like that. And um, one, of the, one of the parts of it is you talk about knowing yourself and um, being authentic. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Tell me a little bit how, how that would be a play and, and how you spoke about that. Yeah, so being authentic, I think, is one of the hardest things for most of us because we, one, of the human, one of the human needs is to be part of a society, right? Acceptance from others, fitting in the group, how you fit in. And a lot of times, I think we can overcompensate 
and not let our true self shine through because we're trying too much to get approval from others or to some mold. And I think that's a mistake because when we do that, it puts up, number one, it puts up a, a barrier between us and other people so we can't genuinely connect. But then I think it also stops people from really uh, being drawn to us. Like it cuts off some of our magnetic energy because it takes a lot of effort to keep up, um, keep up that mask. And then you're not as vibrant. You're not as, I can say you're not as genuine, but you know, you're not the real thing. I think, like I said in my book, nobody says, oh, that's Sarah. She's really fake. Let's go. Let's go hang out with her. You know, let's go help her out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, people can tell. If you're being real, you might be able to pull it off, uh, faking it for a little bit. You know, like, this, I, this is different from fake it till you make it because I fully believe in that. But, you know, people could, you could hold up a, a fake personality type thing for a while, but it, it's, it's too much work. It's too much work, and people eventually see through it. But I feel like by really embracing your authentic self, yeah, not everyone's going to like you. But guess what? Not everybody liked your fake self either. So (laughs) by being authentic, you draw your true people. You get more support from the people who work for you, with you, above you. It just makes you – it makes you – happier, more marketable, more successful. I just really think it's the way to go. I, I mean, I recommend it to everybody. <laughs> and you talk a lot about it where um, your authenticity, as you know, you kind of break it down in your success strategies, how your authenticity builds trust. So the, yeah. and, you, and you said that the more you're authentic, then people really trust you and like you. And it's so interesting because it brings me to a thought about faith and I do a Facebook live every Friday and as challenging as it is to do it, I do like it, but there's always this, I'm putting myself out there and, you know, the lighting and my hair and the dogs in the background, whatever. And one of the weeks, a couple of weeks ago, I, it's very hard, you know, social media, sometimes people view things for, you know, everyone has this life or that there's always that there's a comparative part. Mm-hmm. And this one Facebook Live not that long ago, I had a very challenging week. My dad was in the hospital, and his, his scheduled surgery did not go very well. I mean, he's, he'll be fine, but it was very challenging. And I'm a very private person to some degree, even though I do Facebook Live and I'm over Facebook. There's this other element, and I opened up to that. I just I didn't get into detail. I just said I had a really, really hard week, and it was really hard, and actually it was really crappy. And, you know... I don't know what exactly I said, but I got so many text messages and emails and just people saying, thank you for sharing that. And also I wanted Mm. to remind everybody that we can't really judge other people. We don't know what's going on with people. We don't know. And yeah, sometimes do they, people do put up this bit of a facade, like you said, and they're not that often can maybe not be that authentic on Facebook, but they, if they, if they truly can reach out to the community um, and be, you know, be as authentic as they can, then they have, they trust themselves and people trust them. And so mm-hmm. I know it can be challenging because we have also, you know, we have our marketing face and what people, you know, want. But I, <laughs> I still think, you know, and again, that 
as a woman and working with women and building us ourselves up, building each other up and letting go of competition. That's another whole conversation for another day that authenticity is a must. It really truly is a must. And to show that we can be vulnerable, to show that we don't have it all figured out. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I do too. That's, that's awesome. It makes me think of this TED Talk that I recently watched. I don't remember the woman um, that she was talking about uh, women or young girls and coding and uh, about women in leadership positions and just in business. And she said how oftentimes women wait till they're perfect to start, where men won't necessarily do that. And she was giving this example from a coding class. I don't remember if she taught it or someone else, but the girls in the class would, rather than show a partial answer, they were just deleting their answers because they mm-hmm. didn't want to to have the wrong answer. They're showing whatever imperfect work. So, yeah, it really makes you You always have to be perfect. I mean, that's that's an example of schoolwork, but I think that plays out into our lives in other areas too. So I think it's yeah. really important that we remind ourselves we, you don't have to be perfect. Nobody, nobody's perfect. Perfect is a lie. Exactly. <laughs> or a myth. Exactly. Lie is exactly. such a strong word. <laughs> no, I agree. And, you know, talking about even that perfectionism, and as I mentioned earlier, um, I see this a lot with the women that I work with, is they're always giving and they're not receiving. And to the mm. point that that's for their own self-worth and their own self-care. And so my big theme always is, you know, self-care is not selfish. And um, because so many women will, you know, they, maybe that was an upbringing or, and I don't mean just getting your nails done and although that's lovely and going to get a massage, but, you know, taking the time to do the things, taking the time to step away from your family, even if you have young kids and go sit for five minutes to meditate or, you know, the things that are really going to inspire you or take care of yourself. Right. And it's a big thing because so many times, many years will go by and all of a sudden they're in a relationship or they find themselves um, maybe ending a relationship after a long marriage. I have a lot of people that are going through divorce and separation and it's this like, who am I, you know, what have I done Mm -hmm. to take care of myself? So yeah, all these principles are really just wonderful to to take in and to grow as a person and take care of yourself and then obviously be successful and live your live the life of your dreams, whatever that may be. You know, kind of that feeling that you had when you held your daughter, like you want her to know that it doesn't have to look like this. It can look different, you know, which yeah. is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. can't agree more on the self-care. That's like, like literally lesson number one on my um, eight-week uh, coaching program is all about self-care and, you know, getting enough sleep, doing mini indulgences. Where, How do you fuel you? Because, you know, that putting on your mask first, your own mask first, isn't just for an airplane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's a great lead-in because I would love to share a little bit of that. And so – being being an author on two book projects in collaboration and working with Jack Hanfield, I know has been very inspirational and, and amazing with the coaching. Um, can you tell us a little bit about some work that you're working with women now, any signature systems, programs, things like that? 
Yes, I would love to. Thank you. Um, so what I do is I help women, working women, and let's face it, all women are working women, whether you're working at a job, at an office, in a job, in your home, or raising your home, you know, raising your kids, we're all working women, right? <laughs> but I help working women get the freedom to actually enjoy the lives they work so hard to create because so often we work and work and build these beautiful lives, but it's like, it's like we're in a fairy tale and stuck in the tower. You know, it's yeah. just, it's just not, it doesn't serve us. So that's how I help women. And uh, right now I have a signature program called eight weeks to life upgraded. And it's eight weeks. It has, uh, it's a combination coaching and some teaching. So I teach some of the, some of the tools that I've learned to make my life better. And I coach women to help them get from where they are to where they want to be. And I love it. <laughs> I love doing it. I love this work. <laughs> mm, so great. Yeah. You sound passionate and that's what passion it, it, You're not only, you're really just helping one woman at a time or groups of women. And I'm sure, you know, as you do speaking engagements and get the word out about the books and the most recent book, um, you're really making an impact and I can hear it in your voice. So I can, I can really feel that in, in that. And would they just reach you through your, through your website, Jewel? I just want to give them, I have that information on my show notes, but I want to, if someone's listening by phone, um, how would they, is it jewelsebert.com? Yeah, Jewel and Jewel with two L's. So J E W E L L S I E B E R T dot com. And that's really the easiest way to reach me. I'm there. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, all the things we're on these days. (laughs) (laughs) I know, isn't that true? (laughs) I know. But yeah, my website's definitely the easiest. You can just drop me an email and I would love to talk to anyone. Um, Right now, I'm having uh, breakthrough sessions with women to help them figure out how to beat the holiday overwhelm. So I'd be more than happy to schedule a 30-minute appointment with women so we can pinpoint, or even, you know, men too, but I mostly work with women. Women are mostly drawn to me. But so we can pinpoint those stressors in your lives and how we can, what maybe you might want to work on to be happier. Oh, I love that. And survive, yeah. survive the holidays. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It's so true. I had, I went into, I love, you know, it's a love-hate with the holidays sometimes. And I celebrate Christmas, and I feel I, I was, this morning, I was at the store this morning picking up the turkey for tomorrow, and I'm listening to the Christmas music, and I was really happy to hear it. And But then there was this moment of, like, how many weeks to Christmas? What do I have to do? And trying to be in the moment. And just the other day, one of my yoga students came in and um, her in-laws host Christmas on December 10th. So she needs to have like everything together and wrap by then. So she looks at me and she's like, I hate the holidays. And she goes, I'm sorry I said that. I'm like, okay, I'm glad you've really said it. But it does bring on a lot of, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of overwhelm. Also, there's a lot of lonely people. A lot of people have, you know, people have passed and, you know, they're not with their, their loved ones this holiday and it brings up a lot of that. So I think that's great. Yeah. So you guys are listening live or later on the recording, um, take Jewel up on her breakthrough sessions and uh, reach out to her about um, just breaking through some of the holiday stressors to, you know, 
get you through the next couple of weeks and then even beyond. So thank you for that. Thank you for the oh, offer. Thank you. Oh, and Tina, I forgot one more thing too, please. Um, I actually created, I just, yesterday, I created a tapping, a tapping video to overcome holiday, holiday overwhelm. So um, there's an opt-in for that too. So people can uh, sign up, uh, sign up with their email and they can get a video you just, I totally forgot to mention that. So oh, the same thing, that. like out over the holidays, just tap it out. <laughs> That's lovely. Oh, I love that. I love that. So yeah, guys, so don't, don't forget that either. So opt in for the tapping video. And um, that's fantastic. Oh, I'm going to have to catch it myself. I really, I want to do that. I um, I tend to do that too. I mean, even at some point today, I was like, oh my gosh, I have, you know, people coming tomorrow and, and so forth. So thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for that, for that offer. Um, so before we wrap, oh, you're welcome. Before we wrap up, I always ask um, a lot of my my guests because we talk a lot about intuition, and my passion is to have all people, but again, I work closely with women tapping into their intuition because when we can tap into our intuition, we have so much clarity, purpose, direction, you know, love for ourselves, and everything kind of flows from there. And so I love to ask all my guests that. Um, if you can think about a time in your life, and you may have just touched upon it with your story, but if there's something else that you want to share, a time in your life where you've connected to your intuition and you just knew that, you know, this was, this was it, like your connection. Do you want to share an experience or a moment? And if, if, the, if it was the one, you know, you mentioned that it may, you know, maybe that's the one as well when you had your daughter. Yeah, that was that was the biggest one for me is when I had my daughter. And I think you don't have to have a baby to tap into your intuition, so don't worry. Um, <laughs> but what what allowed me to tap into my intuition in that moment was being present and just quieting everything. You know, because that's that moment of pure joy and awe and just just really focusing on being grateful and just living in that moment. That that brought out, brought or allowed me to hear my intuition. So I think anytime you can recreate that for yourself is when you're you're going to hear it. And I think you could do that through meditation. I think you can do that by journaling. I think you can do that by exercising. One of my clients uh, doesn't enjoy traditional meditation, but she meditates while swimming. And, you know, you could do it while running or whatever, anything where you have the repetitive, just kind of in the zone quietness. And uh, I think coloring, you know, adult coloring books are very popular these days because they kind of let you just zone out and enjoy the moment. So getting your intuition, being present. I love that. Yes. And they do have those adult coloring books. Matter of fact, my college-aged daughter, I got her a coloring a mandala, like a mandala coloring. Mm, yeah. This is also a very stressful time for college students because as she goes back on Sunday, there's that final time, you know, the whole final. Oh, boy, yeah. So I remember that being. So thank you for that because I had forgotten all about that. So. Oh, my pleasure. I have mine. I have a Harry Potter magical creatures coloring book. <laughs> my daughter I love, and I color together. <laughs> I love it. And how old is your daughter now? Uh, she'll be two in a couple weeks. Wow. 
amazing. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure to speak with you, and I'm so excited for your collaboration on Success University for Women in Business, and of course, all the work that you're creating and doing. And yeah, guys, so if you're listening, go ahead and and take Jewel up on that offer. There's the tapping video opt-in, and you have a breakthrough session, and if you want to work with her further, the eight-week signature system that she's created for for working women, for freedom, and to enjoy your life. So don't forget all of those wonderful things you have going on. Well, I wish you a fantastic, wonderful Thanksgiving tomorrow. I hope you have a beautiful day with your family and loved ones, and this has been just delightful. It's really wonderful. And I'll continue to share the book. And um, I really loved your chapter and, and everyone else's as well. The collaborations are wonderful for many, many women from all different walks of life. So thank you for sharing your light and your inspiration with all many people. And um, it's always so wonderful to see that you're living your passion and living it joyfully. Thank you, Tina. Yeah, and the book will be available on hardcover on the 29th. But thank you on Amazon. But thank you so much. I have just thoroughly enjoyed being on your show, and I love working with you in Biz Club. And this was so much fun. So thank you for letting me come on here and share my message, and I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, too. Oh, thank you. All right. We'll have a fantastic day. Thanks. You, too. Bye now. Bye-bye. So what a fantastic show on the eve of Thanksgiving with gratitude and listening from the heart and living joyfully and really connecting to that passion and and so many, so many things. So again, that book is right now on Amazon. It's Success University for Women in Business with Jules Siebert, collaboration with many other beautiful, wonderful women and authors, and it will be hard copy on November 29th. So I hope I do see you December 11th in person. If you're in the New York area, come join me for a beautiful day of relaxation in Reiki and restorative yoga and essential oils on December 11th. And I would love to invite you to my spiritual mentorship program. If this is something that you've been looking for, a change in your career, maybe something to work uh, on the side, or even looking to move into a spiritual career, I would love to work with you and guide you and facilitate into this mentorship program. So if you're interested in the 90 day spiritual mentorship program, drop me a line. I'm reachable. Tina Conroy, one, one, one at gmail.com. Of course, through blog talk radio. And I wish everybody a beautiful, blessed Thanksgiving. May you have so many your way. Namaste. Conroy, renowned and true in the angelic realm.